This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Previously on Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise. Considering the fatal or mutilating nature of the vast majority of these attacks, considering that these attacks have affected various categories of sea surfers, the practice of bathing and surfing or bodyboarding activities is prohibited until the 3rd of October 2013. Yeah, my mom used to go to the beach every day. Just uh, she, she was, um, she's not a surfer. She's a, a Creole uh, girl. Uh, she just loved the beach. I just hang out on the beach and um, enjoy the sun. <laughs> How long was her family? When did her family come to the island? Oh, I don't know because they, they are Creole, so <laughs> I yeah, don't know. So maybe a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Coralie Friedman there, early 30s, wry dark eyes, somehow both suffering and funny. Straight blonde hair tied back and athletic ease from a lifetime of serious surfing. I sat down for a conversation with Coralie because in year four of the Reunion Island shark crisis, 2014, with surfing and swimming outlawed on almost the entire island, and the endless trauma of all those attacks, the overwhelming majority of surfers on Reunion Island just outright quit the sport. But for Coralie, surfing was just too important to quit. So we spent some time together sharing stories and laughing and just talking about that deep drive to keep on surfing. I'm Dan Duane, and this is Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise, Episode 11, Surfers Gonna Surf. Now, Coralie's father was a mainland French surfer who'd grown up in Madagascar. He'd become an engineer and moved to Reunion for the lifestyle. He met Coralie's mom on the beach at Etang Salé. When I, I was born, my mother didn't want to leave the family house. She wanted to stay at, at her place with her parents to help her. And, um, and they used to live near the beach. My grandfather was uh, a fisherman, which is kind of common in uh, Etang Salé. It is a very small village of fishermen. Uh, he used to, to practice, um, especially from the beach, with a very big, um, ax- uh, I don't know, la canne? The stick. Yeah. Stick? Like a very big stick. And uh, this is um, a traditional method of fishing. But these uh, people uh, don't know how to swim. They don't swim. They just use a boat, a very small boat. 
and all they, they, they practice fishing uh, from the beach. But I don't swim. So when I, my mother um, meets my father, uh, my grandfather was like, uh, you're crazy to go surfing. This is for um, like the, the people from France, <laughs> not from uh, local people. And yes. <laughs> and when I grew up and I started surfing, uh, my grandfather used to go to the beach to fish and tell me, ah, this is too dangerous. Uh, okay, you want to practice surfing? Uh, I'm going to tell you how you can do it, where, and how, uh, what you have to do to be safe. So he teach me um, how to go in the ocean and how to feel uh, the safest uh, uh, as possible. Wow. What did, he, what did he teach you? What were his lessons? Um, for example, in uh, étang salé, um, especially, um, there is some places, or there, there are some places uh, known as very dangerous. But we used to, to go surfing there because the waves were bigger. <laughs> and of course, we like that. <laughs> but he always told me, no, here is very dangerous, and maybe you can uh, sometime uh, see a shark. And, and at what age did you start to surf? Uh, I think I was 11. In fact, I, I, I just woke up, and I dreamed that I was surfing. I don't know why, huh? just like, I don't know, I just dream about surfing, and I said, on the morning, in the, at the breakfast, okay, I want to surf. And my father said, what, you? Because I was so shy. Of course, I was looking like um, a little boy, you know, with the style. Because I had a, a big brother and a sister. <laughs> my sister was also looking uh, on my brother like, okay, me, I want to be a boy also. And me too. I, I was always asking, why? When am I going to be a boy? I don't understand because I had a father, uh, uh, a brother, and my sister was acting also like a boy. And uh, they practiced surfing. And one day I said, okay, I, I want to surf too. And my father said, okay, let's go. We are going to see uh, your brother because he was teaching at this period. And oh, your uh, brother was already teaching surfing. Yeah. And uh, we, we went straight to the beach. Like, okay, now, yeah. And uh, we booked for the, um, for the lesson. It was the day after. And uh, since this day, <laughs> I never stopped. <laughs> Surfing was like, um, really uh, à la mode, comment? Trendy. Trendy, very trendy. Um, Everybody was wearing uh, Roxy or Rip Curl brand just to have the style, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Uh, everybody was surfing about, uh, dreaming about surfing. I, I found it so funny. And you know, it changed everything. I don't know if my parents really liked that, in fact because I was good at school. <laughs> and uh, after that, I understand that there is a, a, another life. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the ocean. So I don't have time to waste. I just want to be in the ocean. And uh, that was kind of a problem <laughs> in high school. <laughs> But my, my father knew that I was surfing like every day. And uh, one day he told me, okay, you are going, I'm, I know you, you are missing school to go surfing. I love surfing, so I can understand, but this is your responsibility. And one day your friends are going to go to college and university, blah, blah. But you, uh, you are just going to surf, you know that? <laughs> and, uh, okay, maybe I, I want to follow my friends a little so. <laughs> so I'm going to, to work um, the minimum just to, to move, move forward, but the minimum. And one day he told me, okay, if you have your high school degree, you can go um, to Australia to live there. And I said, oh, wow, okay, I I'll do it. <laughs> and I'll do it. <laughs> I just get the minimum and I call him, I say, it's okay. <laughs> you can book the fine ticket, okay? <laughs> And he said, oh, you are so horrible. <laughs> And so you went after high school? You went to Australia? <laughs> yeah, I went for two years. The university Coralie attended in Australia was in a town called, wait for it, Surfer's Paradise. My father told me if I, if I um, send you to Australia, I want you to live in Surfer's Paradise. You don't know that? It's Surfer's Paradise. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> Coralie loved being a college student, and she planned to become a veterinarian until life intervened. I was living in the Gold Coast, um, and my, my father passed away. It was in 2009. And then um, my father said, uh, my brother said, I'm going to pay your university and everything. But I said, no, it's impossible, it's so expensive. You don't, you can't imagine it's so expensive. And um, I came back to the island. May, may I ask how your father died? A heart attack. Oh, I'm so sorry. So very sudden, he just... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's life. What was your surfing life like? It was my therapy. I just lose my, my father, uh, lose my dream of living in Australia. Um, I lived my beautiful university and uh, I just had to start everything again. And uh, also it was very difficult um, with money um, because my, my father has had a kind of nice situation. Um, and then we were, um, my sister and me, alone with my mother, and she did everything she, she could for us, but it was difficult. And uh, I, I use surfing as a therapy, really. And so, yeah, surfing as grief therapy, just in time for the shark crisis to begin. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. 
I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coralie was living at home in Etang Saleh, south of Saint-Leu, so those earliest attacks, Eric Darjean, Eddie Aubert, Matthias Schiller, felt pretty far away, off in the resort zone to the north. But Alexandre Rassiga at Trois-Bassins in 2012? Not so much. Coralie had gone to surf at Trois-Bassins only the day before, and her sister knew Rassiga well. We started to um, be afraid. Or it was very the, the very beginning when it happened to Alex. That was the beginning for you guys, for your group. Yeah, I remember because I told you I have a picture. And we, we took this picture with the sunscreen and the surfboard, like just having fun before the session. And when I, I look at this picture, now I remember, okay, this was before the crisis and then everything changed. Because we were like very uh, innocent just enjoying surfing with no, uh, uh, comment dit des craintes? No fear. Ah, with no fear. Mm, no fear. <laughs> and after that, everything changed. This is not normal. And you, um, you started to live with a very strong fear for your friend, me for my family, because they were surfing, for me. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's like, how do you injustice? It's unfair. I, it's unfair. It was unfair, because we are just young people. Um, Dealing with a uh, very hard situation like that, we're talking about death, like every month, three months again, <laughs> for, for many years. This is not normal. That's why I, I told you about, um, about me when I, I was thinking that uh, I was going to die. That's true. I was prepared. Did the Fabien Bougeon attack affect you too and that it now it's like right at Saint-Leu? Uh, I knew his, uh, his son because we served the same wave and we, we did some uh, contests together and he was um, at this time maybe one of the best uh, junior young surfer and uh, I think he lived after the attack. Oh, you think he left the island? Yeah, I think he left, yeah. Of course, the shark attack that really changed things for Coralie was the one involving Tanguy Gikel. 
Coralie and Tungi grew up together in Etangsale, on the very beach where Tungi lost his leg. The trust that I had in my home spot, where I grew up, I remember me uh, swimming as a very small kid uh, in this ocean. I can remember every pieces of the sand um, uh, under the sea. No, it's not the same. It, and I'm very scared. Um, I couldn't imagine um, being bite uh, on my home spot where my mom grew up also. Uh, I told you that she named me Coralie because of the coral that she saw every day on the beach, at the beach. I couldn't do that to my mom. And I wanted to keep uh, good memories of my home spot because it's a very special place. So Coralie basically just stopped going there, as did a lot of other people. The, the beach uh, became uh, empty. Uh, nobody uh, went to the beach again. The, lots of people stopped. Uh, many other moved in France or other places. Um, they... they People didn't even come to the beach to watch the waves. They just, they didn't come anymore. It was very empty, sad, with nobody. Uh, and this for many, many years. And uh, for me, I, I stopped to, to go to this beach because... Um, I wanted to keep uh, good memories, as I told you, and to see my place uh, like that was very, um, very hard. Can you remember anyone in, in particular who left, who moved away, and you know what what went through, what they s were s saying at the time, or what 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 you were feeling? Yeah, I I, I have uh, one of our best friends. Um, she's um, she's um, not older, but uh, younger. <laughs> younger, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> she's younger than me. Uh, at this time, I think she was about uh, twenty years old, and uh, I remember that because her mother said, "Okay, uh, she she became to take some uh, medicine just to calm the the stress." And uh, because she, she had to stop surfing and we were all uh, very afraid and trying to find a new uh, sense to our life. And she was very young and starting to take medicine just because she went like depressed. And uh, her mother said, okay, now I send you to France so you can surf without sharks and stop this medicine because you're only 20. So this is not possible. Wow. <laughs> and how did it feel to you when that, you know, to have a friend go through that and then have that friend leave and you're still on the island? For me, I, I, I didn't have the, the choice. So, or I decided to stay with my mom. Even still, 
Coralie could not bear to quit surfing. She just kept right on driving to various other surf spots, looking out at the waves. Which is how she met Geraldine Ramahalian, an older Malagasy surfer who felt equally alone. And uh, she asked me, are you going? <laughs> and I said, are you? And she said, okay. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and what was that time like for you guys? Oh, we, we were very scared. That's true. But the waves were empty. <laughs> and <laughs> and sometimes when it was very good, we were so happy to, 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 to be able to surf like... Because we, we knew that maybe tomorrow were, could be different. So we were enjoying the fact to surf together, just um, alive. Uh, maybe the person uh, which um, you are sharing your surf session maybe won't be there tomorrow. Coralie and Geraldine grew very close, despite being 20 years apart in age. But they also had an awfully intense experience out in the water together, like talking about how they both assumed they would die and giving each other instructions for memorial services. An old friend named Evelyn often joined them. Um, so it was very, uh, very special. Um, we were very um, afraid. And especially my friend Evelyn, with every uh, sound, like, um, that's a shark. <laughs> and, okay, uh, relax. <laughs> we are uh, enough afraid, okay? Uh, told me if really, really, there is something, okay? <laughs> but one day, we were in the water with Evelyn and the same guy, Rasta. Uh, the waves were pumping, like, uh, and sometimes you have the water go, uh, which is becoming like uh, a green. And now, you know, mm, this is not the best, but the waves are good. Just let's take two waves and we get out. Okay, 30 minutes, okay? Uh, we know that the shark will wait 40 minutes. That, but we didn't have anything. Like, uh, just uh, believe in something, okay? And surf. And, uh, but we were so afraid that uh, the guy told, oh, there is a shark, okay, I'm going out. And uh, Evelyn were uh, very far away because there were the big set coming. And she started to scream, ah, ah. And I, I thought, oh, there is a shark. He's going to bite her. She's, okay, I'm going. And my, my first thinking, uh, thought, first thought, was, uh, I'm going to save my friend. I went uh, through her, and when I arrived, she, she told me, no, but I, I was so afraid, I, I, I just want you to come. <laughs> I said, are you crazy? <laughs> no, but it was like that very often. <laughs> like, oh, you, you, you take a wave and you go too far, Ah, please come, come, come. I'm, I'm, no, come, come with me. I'm so afraid. Because <laughs> you have to paddle and you're alone. Like, yeah. okay. And I was always uh, thinking about, okay, if a shark come and comes now, what can I do? Uh, maybe a shark is coming. What's the size? It's so big. What can I do? <laughs> Nothing. 
It seems like you might almost mm. want to do what we call is have a party wave, you know, have like, like share, share a wave with oh, your yes. friends so that you yes. can paddle back out together. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a, a, a rule. Uh, we have to be close, like uh, in a group. If, if there is somebody uh, out or away, we told him, uh, please come, just be in a group. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, really? You'd even say that to each other, get back over here? Oh, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Another peculiar feature of that period, thanks to that legal ban on surfing and swimming, was that police officers were now patrolling the beaches, trying to catch and fine surfers for getting in the water. But it was all sort of weird because the legal ban was never forever. It wasn't like a permanent new law. It was meant to be a temporary thing for a few months at a time, but it just kept getting renewed and renewed because, of course, it's a lot easier to outlaw surfing than to re-legalize it. And that puts surfers in a very strange position relative to police and even relative to their own neighbors, some of whom took to calling police anytime they saw surfers in the water, ratting them out. East German Stasi style. I can't tell you how many surfers I heard about this from, including another friend of Coralie's, a local biology teacher and excellent surfer named Camille Davila. Because, you know, you could see the police and we were like saying, oh, there are cops there, so don't go there. Or because they were like coming quite often in Saint-Leu, yeah. in Saint-Pierre, and in Etang Salé, they would wait on the beach. Wow. Yeah, Did really that ever happen to you? I, it happened to me in Saint-Pierre. Oh. I was surfing, and it, the wave was so good. I'd been surfing for like three to four hours. And I was just so tired. And there were maybe like five feet, and I'd been surfing for so long. And I was really like, you know, exhausted, sunburned to hell. And I was going like to the piers to go out. And I looked, and I saw the police, and I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going back. So they, you know, they whistles and like, you need to go out, you need to go out. And we looked at each other and I said, I'm new here, what do we do? I say, ah, we wait. Okay, so we wait. <laughs> and we wait until they were like bored. So they, so they, they left. I was like, oh, I'm so tired, I cannot, I can't just stay here for an hour. <laughs> so I waited for like 40 minutes and then they went away. I was like, okay, let's go. 
and get out of there fast. Yeah. <laughs> and one time it happened to me that I was going to go surfing. I was like on the parking lot and get it changed. And I saw them coming and say, if you go, we're going to have to put you a fine. Like, oh, no. Because he has your, your play, plaque uh, d'immatriculation. So they can get your name. Because with friends, we all have... I know that if I get caught on a beach, I can say, like, my name is Marie Payette. Uh-huh. It's no big deal. Because yeah. where, where's my idea? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have it. Like, I already know who I'm going to say I am. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And what's my address? <laughs> and what town and the address? And obviously, and <laughs> I, I, everything is figured out. <laughs> really? The whole story? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do your friends have that too? Yeah. Oh, really? But, but once they gave my name, like my, my real name. You did? No, one of my friends. One of your friends gave <laughs> your name to a police? And I was like, why? There's so many names. So many. <laughs> why did you give my name? She was like, I don't know. I panicked and I gave a name I know. <laughs> I'm like, you're not a friend. <laughs> yeah, what that? kind of friend? I told that story to Coralie and she confessed that she was the naughty friend who'd done that. I used to, I used to give Camille names. That's what she told me. That was you. That's so funny. <laughs> That's true. I didn't know that it was you though, because she told. She just told me when she <laughs> said. She said one of my friends told me that she got stopped by the police, and she gave them my name. That was you. <laughs> but she knows that because since we we are in high school, there is when a, a, a guy stop and say, "Hey, you are cute." They say, "Okay, my name is Camille, and this is my number." Call me. <laughs> In fact, uh, we, we met uh, the policemen every day. You mean because they came to the beach to try to arrest you or to tell you to get out of the uh, Ah, Every day. You cannot uh, go surfing. This is uh, forbidden, you know. Uh, okay, uh, I surfed since many years. Uh, you just arrive on the island, okay? You don't tell me what I have to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, of course, and I think it's important to say, there were still other surfers who loved and depended on the water every bit as much as Coralie, but did not feel at liberty to risk their own lives. Like Elise LeBlanc, another woman I met in saint Lô. We sat by the shore as she told me, with real pain in her eyes, about moving to Reunion from the mainland alone as a young adult surfer, just trying to find somewhere she could feel good inside, and about how she found it, in Saint-Lô, at least before the crisis. Every day was a nice day. Yeah. Even if I can't surf because of the waves are not good or some stuff like that, because <laughs> I work, but was very, very happy life. Yeah. life and quality, you know, the... the Good way of living. Yeah. 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 Was, for me, was perfect. Yeah. And then I had two children, mm. and the shits happened. Oh, oh, oh. And my life totally changed. Oh. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to the water anyway. I take care of my children, and I don't meet people like I used to do before in the water or outside of the water. It was so friendly community. Yeah. We talk every day, we smile, we sometimes agree in the water, but yeah, was yeah. was life was cool. And because I was so afraid and shocked 
about what's happening in water, I can't go anymore because I thought about my children. And I really feel like I'm alone now. Mm. Um, all the friends, uh, oh fuck. Friends continue to go, some of them, but uh, the other one, I, they didn't come to my home or I didn't came, come to their home, so everything changed. <laughs> sad, so sad. And I didn't feel happy anymore because I don't go in the water, I don't meet with that funny people, and so I don't know. It was sad, it was sad every day. And I take care of my children, that's all the stuff I do. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So everything changed. I start like a bit depressed. Mm. Um, okay, I went to the lagoon to swim, to put my, uh, oh fuck, my uh, palm. My fins. And, just swim a bit, put my babies on my board and <laughs> go to paddling a bit, but was not enough for me, for sure. And after that, uh, some friend of mine, they, they uh, attacked. Oh. Yeah, so... Who, which, may I ask which, who, who that uh, was? Yeah, Fabien. Fabien, oh, mm. oh. And Right here? Yeah. And... I, I I know at that time I know that I didn't go anymore to, in the water to surf because uh, it was impossible for me to thought about the life without um, arms or legs. Yeah. Uh, I I, no, I can't take that risk to go and was I feel so oppressed thinking about going in the water. So I look at the. Um, the sea, but I didn't feel the happiness I felt before. I just feel some like uh, stress. Uh, uh, wow, so dangerous. Uh, everything changed about the water for me. Yeah, yeah. More or less, it's um, it's uh, pretty mm, same life that before, but not <laughs> of not, the same. Not, <laughs> not the same. Not the same at all. Because. When there are no shark in the water, I went like five in the morning before going to work, and then your 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 day start start like that. And even if sometimes the hard is the 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 work is hard, you you don't care because no, you, you care. had a beautiful starting day. But now. Yeah, I really changed, but my personality changed too. Oh, oh, tell me about that. How did your personality change? You know, when you feel free, when you feel the perfect uh, place to live and to to grow up, uh, children grow yeah. up in the yeah. beautiful place, and your your mother is good, she's happy, she's uh -huh. nice, she's smiling, and and yeah. You feel the, the, I don't care if I don't have much money to travel, everything gonna be here and I will, I will live a perfect life, but the, the shark's problem changed everything. <laughs> and my personality changed, yeah, because 
I don't feel free anymore. I don't. I'm not happy than before. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And not the same girl. For sure, I'm not. Mm. I try. Huh? I try to. But I try to 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 feel the same sensation. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not enough. It's not enough. But I'm going to satisfy. It's not enough. But I will. I will make do. Yeah. 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 It's a little thing, but it's okay. I take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think if I cannot go in the water uh, anymore. Uh, I become a very bad person. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need uh, to be in the ocean. I need that rhythm of living. If I don't have that, I'm like uh, hungry, not smiley, sometimes aggressive, because I miss something. Yeah, swimming is not enough for me. Swimming is not enough. In a pool and be seen, or yeah, the lagoon yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, in a pool, yeah, no, not at all, yeah. but uh, in the water, in the lagoon, something. But uh, I, I ran some paddleboard yeah. too in the yeah. lagoon. was cool, yeah. <laughs> but it's, not it's enough. It's not the same. It's not, <laughs> not the same. The same. It's not so the same. I, I really, really want the, the VG stay um, like that. So you can see how steady flounderings by government in anti-shark measures could become deeply frustrating. Like, remember that huge government study where they were killing sharks and testing the meat for edibility toward maybe reopening a commercial shark fishery on Reunion? Well, by the time that study was over, 100% of the meat tested turned out to be perfectly edible. And yet, somehow, a new shark fishery was never even seriously considered. But that also meant it was a big deal in February of 2015 when the Reunion Island Regional Council announced 10 million new euros for anti-shark measures, including for beach towns to create their own experimental security zones in the water for surfing and swimming. And it was an even bigger deal when beach towns, instead of hiding their heads in the sand like they'd done in the past, took the Regional Council up on this and started trying to find real solutions, like Etang Saleh putting in a shark net on the beach where Tanguy got bit. And also, by the way, where a young woman named Talon Bishop had just moved down from Paris. Or like Saint-Gilles, developing big new underwater lookout teams, especially for elite youth surfing programs. Like one in which a kid named Elio Canestri was already the next great hope for Reunion Island surfing on the world stage. <laughs> Coming up next on Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise. She was uh, very strong, uh, very independent, 
but very careful at the same time. She was very um, careful about the way she learned things. She was, yeah, she was uh, really independent. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Reunion Shark Attacks in Paradise is a production of Hyper Object Industries, Little Everywhere, and Sony Music Entertainment. It's written, reported, and hosted by me, Dan Duane. Executive produced by Adam McKay, Claire Slaughter, Harry Nelson, Dan Gallucci, and Jane Marie. Produced and engineered by Joy Sanford, Mike Richter, Dan Gallucci, and Jane Marie, with help from Zaylee Mahone. Edited by Dan Gallucci and Jane Marie. All final mixes by Mike Richter. Reunion Shark Attacks in Paradise was interpreted by James Christie and Pauline Chardin. Special thanks to all of our voice actors, Fred Gill, Sandrine Ristello, Julio Mendy, and Marley Otto, and to the many people on Reunion Island that helped make all of this possible. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.